This is a CurioCast podcast emporium show, fueled by perpetual self-doubt. Welcome to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with a guest, and we talk about the, all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is Ryan Healy! Hello, Jesse! Yeah, this is your last day for this week. So. It is. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, we got off on a rough start. I know I probably need to stop harping on it, but I feel guilty. <laughs> but you I, know what? We're going to have a fire week, so shut up, me. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, I'm going to I'm going to say that I am sure that you in the editing dug an amazing episode out of that first one. <laughs> you know what? I probably did. It might be 5 minutes long, but who cares? A great I sure 5 don't. minutes. It'll a be, fire 5 minutes. Yep. So, um, today we're talking about Fenris, which is technically a collective noun for two people. Yes. So, are you aware of uh, Fenris? I am. So, I know I mentioned in a previous, maybe in the last episode, no, in the first one, um, that I had these uh, Marvel Universe trading cards. I also had a full set of the X-Men Series 2 trading cards, and they were... Um, I, I looked at them every day, like I would pour over these cards and there was a card for Fenris and it had the brother and sister, like holding hands and shooting energy out. And, um, as far as I remember, they like their power was related to them being like in close vicinity to each other. Um, they were two very, you know, Aryan looking blonde hair, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Which makes sense with a name like Von Strucker. That that also confused me. Fenris was not their last name. It was like the name of them together. It's a collect, but I like it because they're they're the Strucker. Yeah. They're the Strucker twins. Well, Von yeah. Strucker twins, I should say. Um, and they're very interesting. Uh, their powers are um, like if they're close to each other. Uh, wait, Andrea Strucker can produce a powerful beam that disintegrates matters. Mm -hmm. And they basically have the same name too. It's like Andrea and Andreas or something. Yeah, like Andrea that. Like, and Andreas. Okay, but I guess they're that twin stick. Stick is they're just sticking with it. They're twin uh, stick. Yep. They he also fires beams that are yet to be under energy beams that is that's unknown of great concussive force. So he can knock them out, and she can disintegrate. And they also have a really great costume. Um, if you don't have you show them. Oh, that is really cool. It's a really great costume. That's awesome. You know what? So the card that I had, I remember it was like, it looked like they were basically both wearing like, each wearing like a white unitard. And like you were saying in the last episode, there's just parts of it that are like cut out. But yeah. this costume is like super 80s and awesome <laughs> yeah dude it's like it's like the good side of 80s fashion like totally, this, totally. that's the, like the timeless 80s fashion that will always look awesome 
Yeah. But they uh they have a black bodysuit with like a little like lightning bolt to the side. Mm-hmm. Uh they both have like different belts, basically. I think Andrea looks a little bit cooler to me. Uh but they Definitely. both have like these like red. Although, bomber I see kind jackets. of pirate boots on, on Andreas. <laughs> they both have healed boots. Which is great. Because both of them have field boots and not just one. So at least it's, like, gender equal between both of them? Yeah, totally. They can both fall over. <laughs> yeah, but but uh, Andreas, Andreas has pirate boots, and um, Andrea has thigh-high boots. Yeah. Which are both real cool-looking, and they're both real fierce, and they both have, like, weird... Okay, so they have domino masks, but it's, but it's like... Like a diamond cut out on both their sides of the heads with their yeah. hair cutting out, yeah. And like their and like their right and left eyes, uh, are mirror opposite on the other. So it's like a lime green and black on the other. They look super cool. They look like, awesome. Like this might be my favorite costume I've seen so far in this book. It's really great, and I like how it's like they they have these these costumes that complement each other but it's not the same exact thing you know what i mean and like like i don't know like this is just some really good design totally like i got to i got to like credit someone for this <laughs> like I'm look this up cuz like i i know it don't i know normally when i talk about the costumes i talk about how impractical they are but these are just awesome yeah, did you say it was they were created by uh, Claremont and uh, Ramita, John Romita Jr.? Because like I wonder, I wonder if he was the costume designer in this one. Yeah, it's Chris Claremont and John Romita Jr. No, it's John. Oh, was Jr. Jr. Okay, I forget yeah, when he came in. Oh, it was totally yeah, it's mid eighties. So it was mid eighties. Well, that makes sense. That's yeah. that's the time for John Romita Jr. Yeah, uh, but great first, design. It, uh, they first came out in the Uncanny X-Men issue 194 in June 1985. Perfect. The, the story was called Juggernauts Back in Town. <laughs> Cue the Thin Lizzy. <laughs> yes. But um, they are... Yeah, they're real cool. Like, I mean, too bad they're Nazis. Yeah, you know what? That's kind of <laughs> you know what we say that so often now. <laughs> Unfortunate. That phrase is wearing thin lately. Too bad they're Nazis. <laughs> Too bad they're Nazis. Yeah, but um, like they live in Madripoor, which is uh, makes yeah. sense because totally. why would they live anywhere else? Right. Like, also, they're like insanely rich too. They're basically just rich a holes that go around messing with people, mm -hmm. which also, for some reason, makes me like them also as like villains. But they're yeah. Nazis, which yeah. makes like that's the thing. There's that line. Like, if they weren't Nazis, <laughs> like they could have just been normal bad guys. The thing I like about the rich assholes is that they're just kind of bad there's no real like plan you know what i mean there's no like overarching plot but then the nazis yeah. <laughs> so this is weird so you said they're so von struck so baron von strucker um and not to i so this kind of goes into a, a territory that gets away from fenris for a moment but it's all um, good in 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 age of ultron the movie 
um, Baron von Strucker is the one who's kind of uh, taking care of or holding captive um, the uh, I can't remember their names the the Scarlet Witch and uh, Quicksilver right yeah so it's like they traded out like uh, they went oh Baron von Strucker he should have some uh, have a brother and sister uh, but it's them instead of the other ones you know what I mean like yeah it's just kind of a weird mirror you know to be honest like I don't think they would have wanted like Nazi twins. Yeah. Either. But okay, you want to know something weird really interesting? Yeah. So uh Andrea Andrea was killed by Varen uh Baron Henrik Zemo when he okay. was posing whenever he was posing as Citizen V. Andreas, uh, in order to keep on using his powers, had to flay off some of her skin and preserve it so he can continue using his powers. It's the only way he can use his powers. They have to be Whoa. in contact with each other. I love that. That is a dark... That is a dark... <laughs> it's dark, but I kind of like it still. Like, yeah. why did they have to be Nazis? Yeah. <laughs> no, I like that because I, I love when someone takes an idea and they take it to that nth degree. You know, they go like, I'm going to explore this in ways that wouldn't, you know, or wouldn't occur to someone normally. You know what I mean? And that's pretty dark. I like that. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like real interesting. Like, this, man, I, like, I like it whenever I figure out I love like a new character and everything. Yeah. But, but here's the thing that's so far been the, uh, the norm for this. So, like, there's characters that I, like, only know a little bit about, and then I'll learn more about. Mm -hmm. But then I realize they do something that technically, like, should automatically make me hate them. <laughs> <laughs> like, within about five minutes or so. Yeah. Because cause I'm going to be honest here, like, this is as much me learning about a new character as them, mm -hmm. as the guest. Yeah, yeah. Like, I do, like, a light research, but I like also having those little surprises here and Well, there. yeah, and then you can fall in and out of love in the course of an episode. <laughs> but Dr. Demonicus was a, was, like, a pretty interesting idea of a character. So he was a genetic, genetic engineer that wanted to be a superhero, or a super villain, I mean, superhero, basically. So he made... A chemical and everything is like, well, all these other people, that's how they get their powers. But what happened is when he tried to manufacture a superhero origin, he just gave himself cancer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, he, so he covered up and everything, so he became a supervillain. And, like, he was just trying to take down, like, he was trying to basically enslave, like, not enslave, but, like, capture Godzilla whenever he was in canon in marvel canon and make him one of his minions which that sounds great right that's a great yeah, villain that's an awesome but villain. Then, but then like but then like a line later is just like well he also enslaved a bunch of inuits oh before he got like and i'm just like really you could have just been one of the best villains ever oh now he has to be slaughtering native people and uh <laughs> Like, I just wish these... I mean, knew they were Nazis, but, like, the more I learned about them made me wish they weren't Nazis. You yeah. Know? Well, I, I love that, that, <laughs> that kind of journey that you're going on, where it's like, oh, I'm going to learn about this villain. Oh, they're really great. Oh, no, wait, they're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
like i just want my villains to be very interesting yeah yeah well like not every villain can be like magneto you know where you've got like the just the the all the nuance you know and all the complication of like sometimes i like a villain that's just a straight up like hey i'm evil because it's more fun Mm -hmm. and i don't get killed really unless punisher comes by (laughs) so i'm just gonna do this which which that's fun that's a fun like it's an agent of chaos within a within like the side like the Side of angels, like they have different views, but they still have like a like a general purpose and general um way they do things. Like right. there's some there's some like more extreme and less extreme versions of it, but for the most part, they have like try not to kill your person and you know have as least amount of like injuries to civilians and maybe even to the villain itself and with the with um and then you get to like the higher level uh evil and stuff they tend to be lawful evil like they have a code of ethics and everything yeah yeah they just can't go about it going good but then there's like these agents of chaos which are always super fun like a bullseye. Like bullseye is yes. super fun. Yeah. Because yeah. like like he literally like his only thing is is it's like I'm real good at shooting people or like throwing cards or shooting a peanut down someone's throat or whatever. I'm real good at that. I get paid for it and it's fun. There's something joyful about it, you know? There's something like like I don't like it's it's hard for me to like not like those characters. Yeah. Yeah. And I just wish that the Fenris, the Von Strucker twins, weren't Nazis, so I could did like just enjoy them just being rich villains that technically don't need to do anything. Yeah. They're like just if they, bored. If they could just be like fun evil and then suddenly they're like supporting the upholding the like white patriarchy and you're like, oh come on. <laughs> come on. I want you to be like, more creative than that. Yeah, but I mean, they're, they do come from a line of, like, high-level Nazis. Yeah. So. But that whole, like, guess- you know, then, then the whole skin thing, you know, that's pretty cool, so. This makes me want to check out their comics, actually. Well, like, weirdly enough, they're more, they're more X-Men villains than they are anything else. Like, they, sh- they showed up in, like, Thunderbolts and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um. And they I mean they they show up in different things. It's just it's mostly X Men, and I feel conflicted because it's also Claremont X Men, which I cannot stand to read. Yeah, because I understand people like it. I really don't like it when people are just telling me what's happening on the page. <laughs> like, but <laughs> let your artist do the work, please. Although you gotta love his really dramatic, like, inner monologues. <laughs> no, I don't. And, and narrative I don't voiceovers. <laughs> I, I don't gotta like it. I don't gotta like anything. <laughs> I I always, like, picture what the script looked like and have, like, be like, oh, I'm supposed to draw this with, with this over it? <laughs> like, leave some space, Claremont. Yeah, seriously. Let your artist... I know at that point, writers were more valued over the artists. I know at that point. Yeah. But like, let your art do some speaking. 
let the art do some storytelling. I think you really hit the nail on the head with Claremont. You, you know, let the art tell a story too. Which like, which I'm going to plug a book that I've always, will always plug the Warren Ellis run of Moon Knight mm. does a really good job at letting the art speak. That's awesome. I, 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 I'm a fan of Ellis. I've never, I've never read his Moon, Moon Knight run though. Yeah, do get it. Like, get it. It's good. Like, there's an entire page. There's just basically just the raid, and I think there's only like three dialogue bubbles in it. Oh, that's awesome. Like, it's just him going up an apartment complex to save someone and fighting a bunch of people. It's so good. That sounds great. I literally just made a note to check out Warren Ellis Moon Knight. Yes, it's good. Like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do for bonus stuff. I'm also cutting this out. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to be doing for bonus stuff, but, like, I feel like at some point I needed to, like, do bonus episodes where I just talk about the comics I talk about all the time. Like, the runs. Yeah, the ones that you've mentioned. Yeah, the ones that I mentioned that I love, or maybe even hate. I don't know. I don't know if I want to go through that. Just that the can ones be interesting, too, but yeah, yeah. But like, have it, like, just go through talking about like the Groot series from Secret Wars. Basically most of the Secret Wars tie-ins and mm-hmm. Secret Wars itself from uh 2015. Uh the Moon Knight, um Planet Hulk, The Realm of Kings. Like, there's a lot I could talk about like Dark Avengers stuff. You know. Yeah, there the is 50- a lot you could cover. The- yeah, there's a lot I can cover that I'm very knowledgeable that I could talk about right now, but like mm-hmm. it'd be cool to, you know, talk about it in some other form. Release it as a thing. But okay. Oh wait, they showed up showed up in Illuminati, the the newer one with um with the hood as the leader. Oh, okay. Oh, that's hood. interesting. Yeah, the this hood is great. Belt. I like the hood. Yeah. I like the hood. It uh but okay, so this is I guess this is plugs time. I do a show that comes out every other Sunday called Tales from the Static. Um and it's uh basically there's a show from the eighties, a horror anthology show that uh was called Static Screams, and I just go through one episode at a time. And uh it's a lot of fun. If you like horror, if you like weird fiction. Um, if you like TV, um, and especially if you've never heard of this show, uh, you should check it out. I have a podcast called Turn to Page, which is a choose your adventure book podcast where I read a choose your adventure book with a couple of friends and we adventure and drunk. I also have a podcast called Random Sampling, where me and my lovely podcast cohort, Carrie Nelson, talk about random stuff that pops up on wikis. Um, if you would like to support the show you can rate review subscribe to various podcatchers and uh or you can just tell a friend or you can grab their phone download all my episodes all 100 plus every single one of them all if of i don't them. see download if i don't see like a couple thousand download spike after this come out i'm gonna be i'm gonna be real upset he's gonna know who you are <laughs> I'm gonna, like i'm gonna know who you are and i'll just release a video of me crying Oh, I'm a real ugly crier. That's oh, right. Man. I'm emotionally manipulating you now. Please download these episodes. Please. Please, <laughs> Please download my episodes. 
I don't know why this podcast is doing just fine. I don't know why. <laughs> Whatever. There can always I be need more. more. <laughs> I need more. I need Al Ewing to hear about this so I can talk to him. Feed me more episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, uh, speaking of uh, giving me more things, you could give me money on Patreon, where if you give me a few bucks a month, you can uh, secure my financial security for at least a day of the month. A lot less ugly crying. Yep, a lot less ugly crying. Like, okay, if you, if I don't see a couple thousand download spike and I just see like a hundred or so dollars go into my Patreon, I'll also be okay with that. Okay, I think that's good. I think it's good to lay out these terms of what would avoid an ugly cry. Yeah, because I'm real ugly at crying. Yeah, they're like negative tears. Like, here's like, my Patreon first tier. I don't ugly cry. <laughs> but 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 here's the thing, also. Like, my ugly cry, because I, I have to fight against years of the patriarchy telling me not to cry. So, like, so like it's, it's a combination of, like, both me trying to not cry but also cry at the same time, which yeah. is not good. It does not look great. No, that sounds, uh, that sounds frightening, actually. No, it is. Like, it looks like a demon coming out of me. So, like, you don't want to see that. No. Come on, people. <laughs> we Let's get it together here. <laughs> um... The artwork is done by my lovely guest right here. Right That's here. me. Yep. And um, this has been Alphabet Flight. And may I contribute through all of your night travels. Good night. Good night. Good night.